Hi, and welcome to Screens and Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana, and today we're talking about The Walking Dead Season 11, Episode 9, along with our recommendations on 1883, Coda, King Richard, and more. I am really happy to have my friend Margaret joining me today. Hi, Margaret. How are you? Um, (laughs) Wonderful, Diana. How are you? I'm great. Good, good. I am really excited to announce to our listeners that we will be releasing the next eight episodes weekly. I know we've been bi-weekly, but with the final season of The Walking Dead, we wanted to bring you these episodes weekly. And Margaret has graciously said that she will join me in bringing them to you. So I'm really happy you're here, Margaret. Oh, thanks. Me too. It should be a lot of fun. It will be. And, you know, we have been friends for a long time. (laughs) Yeah, don't get specific. (laughs) I won't. No. (laughs) But we just love talking about movies. So I just can't believe you haven't joined me before now. (laughs) I can't either, actually. (laughs) Yeah, because we're always talking. I know, but being on the East Coast, it's a difference of time. And I'm a little ahead of you anyway. So... (laughs) It was a joke. <laughs> but still, you are. You're ahead of me. No. <laughs> so the timing was probably one of those factors that you considered. Plus, yeah. being in person makes a difference, right? It does. I mean, we're it doing does. this. Well, everybody's used to doing the Zoom thing now, so it's the norm. However, it's still a little disjointed. But we're making it work, and I'm glad you're here. So I'm glad we're finally doing it. Me too. Okay, so I always like to start off with a question of the day. And so with this episode, we saw some intensity, some battles, and part of it was happening at Alexandria, and part of it was happening where the Reapers have been. So with Alexandria, it was pouring down rain, everything was flooded, there was a breach, and the walkers were all over the place. And with the Reapers, they were firing those arrows at Maggie and Negan and the group. So my question of the day is, would you rather face Reapers and fiery arrows or walkers in water? Okay, so I guess I will be critical because I thought they should have pulled the table over to the window to hop up out in the basement. Okay. So in that case, I would rather be there because it's a predictable sort of slow moving object. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know why it was so difficult for them to get out of that basement, but my, my thing was I would not have put bars. I would say, don't put bars on your windows (laughs) because that definitely makes it harder for you to escape. Even if you're like chained to a pipe or whatever. Exactly. Oh, that's so true. You know, I thought about this and I thought, oh, which one would I rather face? And I would be terrified to be with the walkers, but I thought being around humans and uh, those fiery arrows and their guns and everything else they had, oh, I don't know. Who could I bargain with better, right? The people or the... uh, or the walkers. Oh my gosh. You know what? I'm going to pick, I would face the fiery uh, arrows. That's what I'm going to pick. So, hey, we're both on uh, 
the, each side opposing, of the fence here. Yeah, opposing <laughs> teams. I don't know. I don't think I, you know, just, I don't understand how they got through that crowd without being detected. I mean, because at one point Maggie had nothing on, right? In the very beginning, she had nothing on when that guy was choking her and throwing her out in there to get skewered. Yes. And then they yeah. flipped and he got skewered instead. And I was like, how did she get up there in the first place with nobody, none of those walkers even detecting her? Because she didn't have the thing on. She wasn't draped in blood and guts. So it makes no sense to me. Are they becoming less sensitive to maybe dirty people? I don't know. Well, Okay, so you're saying that with them, at the, with the Reapers, but I thought the same with everybody in the water and how they were trying, the walkers were trying to get to uh, Judith and Gracie. I thought, how do they know they're in there? I, I, can they smell? Yeah. I mean, they're everything's yeah. so watered down. I kept wondering how they knew they were in there. It wasn't like they were making noise. Can you smell them through all this water? <laughs> so I don't think so. That, well, yeah. So how, how? Why were they so intent? These walkers on breaking in and and getting to them. So maybe um, movement. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Some of this stuff is not consistent. You know, from the beginning, where it, they used to be so sensitized to everything, the walkers, and so it was like you couldn't even breathe. But now it's like they can walk amongst them with the little skinheads on and drape. So if they smell like them, that makes sense. But in the water, you're absolutely right. In the water, you don't smell. Yeah. Right? Especially if you're underwater. So. Yeah. Oh, that was a good conversation on our question of the day. (laughs) So (laughs) listeners, friends out there, let us know what you think. You can leave us a comment on our website, any of our social media, or email screensandfocus at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. The links are in our show notes. Okay, so episode nine, No Other Way. I'm going to give a brief recap here and and then we can uh, dig into our thoughts about it. So I was happy to see that this episode picked up right where it left off in episode eight with an intense battle between Maggie, Daryl and the group against the Reapers. And we see that Maggie makes this pivotal decision that affects Negan and possibly Daryl and Also, you know, I was curious to know if Maggie spared Leah for Daryl, but uh, we'll talk about it as we dig in. (laughs) We learn what happens to Alden and what happens to Judith and Grace after being trapped in the basement with the walkers in that water. We also get to see the continuing evolution of Father Gabriel. So, Margaret, tell me, what did you think of this episode and what stood out to you? I, I... It's interesting because it was so intense all the way through. But the thing that I think that stood out the most to me was Father Gabriel. And I'm not a Gabriel fan because he's always been kind of a wet wet dish rag. You know what I mean? You walk all over him. He's a religious guy. So he can't really do a lot of conflict. And I, he's never, to me, made a mark in any of the episodes um, as strong as he did in this one because he stood up to another man of, of the cloth he yeah. willingly killed him. Um, and it's interesting. I did a little research on Gabriel, the angel Gabriel, and and they're the messenger. That So that's Gabriel. 
historically, because I'm not religious whatsoever, but biblically, Gabriel is the messenger. So he delivers these things and he he uh, forewarns people of things. So it's kind of interesting. I wanted to see a, a correlation between what he did in this episode and maybe some religious connection. So by killing the one, whatever he is, father or the religious, the other religious figure. Right. And then just going in and killing the other guy because he on the roof, the Reaper, because he knew what was going to actually be happening with that. He's going to be the sniper. And he became the sniper. And he was the sniper in the beginning of the episode, too, even with one eye. So, yes. <laughs> yes, I mean, exactly. it's like, geez, he's really intense. And he was really, you know, he was all about saving everybody. And I just thought it was just, it was kind of cool that he actually gruesome and did something about the situation instead of just kind of like passively letting people tell him what to do. So I felt he took, I felt he took more charge than um, even Maggie with the shooting of those people at the end of the Reapers, you know, as they ran off, because he's the one that put them in the position where they could retaliate that way. Yeah, exactly. So. Oh my gosh. So I want to let you know that you gave me my first chills already. So I don't get chills all the time, but when something strikes me, I get them and I mention them. And so when you said that you looked up Gabriel and that it meant the messenger, I just thought that was that was a cool thing. That's awesome to know. I love that. And I I feel like Father Gabriel has been evolving the last season or so we've just seen mm -hmm. a totally different man and yeah. uh i like i like the way he has become but i i i'm a little bit hesitant too i I don't know because i i'm not sure sometimes how much i trust him which seems probably odd to say yeah why? uh i i don't know i i mean i do trust him but then sometimes he just has that look in his eye and i'm like but i know he's always protecting his family but I don't know. Like he let that man of the cloth go earlier. Last, uh, the first segment that we saw, he saw somebody or he saw him. He saw this guy that he ended up killing. He saw him and he didn't do anything to him then. And I wondered why he didn't. There wasn't a reason to. Yeah, that was it. But, um, well, but, no, but, but he, he told Maggie that he didn't see anybody. That was it. It wasn't that he didn't do anything. Well, it was that he, he lied to Maggie about it. Right. But he's conflicted because he's the man of the, you know, it's his people. That man was his people, religiously his people. And I think that when he started to, the name, so when he started to talk to him and say, you don't hear God, you don't do any of that kind of stuff. That's all part of that whole messenger thing with the Gabriel. Because yeah. God talks to Gabriel and Gabriel's like, nope, doesn't talk to me anymore. And that other, but the other guy, we don't even know what his name was, but he was saying he was getting messages from God. And here's Gabriel, who is supposed to be the one receiving the messages. Yet here's this other individual who's saying, yeah, I'm getting them left and right, pretty much. Right. So it's, I think that's where he felt that the man was, or that the other religious person, figure, whatever you want to call him, um, was lying to him. Yeah. Uh, it was a really good scene. I yeah. really enjoyed yeah. it too. And I and I really liked it when Gabriel was the sniper uh, and he gets on the radio and says, uh, no Jensen here. Call me Gabriel. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. cool. I loved it. I know. It was good. It was a little predictable, I have to say, but it still was it still was a very effective scene. Yeah. So. 
All right. So I wanted to bring up Maggie. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Okay, so I couldn't help but think Negan was saying to himself, what are you doing? Are you taking over my role? I, because I felt Negan in in so much of what she was doing. But before we dig into her decision and her headspace, the action at the beginning of the episode was pretty intense. And you brought up some of this when she was fighting with that one Reaper and he was trying to push her out you know, so that the arrows would hit her. Right. And, uh, but she was like holding her own. And I thought that the fighting seemed very realistic. I mean, yes, she, she's a woman, he's a man, and he's pretty strong, but I felt that the way they had her fight him seemed realistic to me. I felt like she uh, had honed in on some skills that she learned along the way and was using them. So I, I thought she was actually really badass in this and uh i can't help but that word reminds me of johnny lawrence and cobra kai because <laughs> he's always using the word <laughs> badass but and i'm probably gonna say it throughout this episode but that's what i felt uh about maggie because then she goes up to the building and she is with negan and with elijah and carver uh catches up with them and they all three start fighting and he's like throwing them around like rag dolls. And again, she's to me out of the three of them seem to be getting in the most uh, kicks and punches and swings at him, even though he did knock her out. Uh, and thank God Negan had that bell and knocked him. I, I didn't understand that whole he walks up with a bell. What is that supposed to mean? I mean, ring my bell. I mean, is it like one of those stupid Did things? Reference? Did he say, well, I think I, th I don't know. Something. I think so, but it's kind of like the wrestling. You know, ringing the bell, the wrestling thing. So it's kind of it's just so there are all these little subtle cues and subtle um, innuendos, and some of them are not so subtle, I guess. Really, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was good that he did that when he did that. So I, because I, I thought to myself, man, he's really he just punched Negan like once or twice and Negan was on the ground. Right. And then yeah. Elijah was, you know, his he was already wounded and, and he uh, I know. He's he crippled. kicked him right. In the, yeah, he was on the ground. So I'm surprised anyways. that he just didn't kill these guys. Why? Why? I mean, if that's what they're nobody's leaving alive. You know, that's what What's-Her-Face, Leah said, nobody's getting out of here alive. And it's like, okay, well then why are we bothering to fight? Why don't you just, you know, shoot them, get rid of them. Right, exactly. But oh, then you wouldn't have was, a show. <laughs> that's for one. But also Carver has been kind of this, you know, jerk. And so, oh. uh, yeah, because Daryl came up and said something like he wanted to, because, you know, at that point, I think Maggie went and got Elijah's weapon and went to kill him. And that's when uh, Daryl says, uh, don't kill him, even though I don't like this piece of shit or something like that. He says something to that effect. But he says, you know, we can use him to get mm -hmm. us home. Mm -hmm. And so which, which leads them to uh, <laughs> Damn, that Mike. will make a noise. <laughs> Get, getting in the way getting of my excited, uh, yeah, of my talking Your performance. Yes, yes, exactly. 
But mm. so then there's that confrontation between the Reapers and our group. And that was pretty intense. But, you know, Daryl is able to make this deal with Leah and her group. But then Maggie goes to Elijah and he's says something to the effect of let's do it for Chelsea and the others. And that is when that switch is flipped and you hear the music intensify. And I thought, oh, no, oh, no, what's going to happen? And of course, Maggie grabs the gun and goes walking toward them and shoots both guys and she shoots Leah. But after watching it a second time and uh, they brought it up on the Talking Dead. Oh, they uh, did. It makes me wonder. Yeah, it makes me wonder. That was one of the questions was that did Maggie intentionally avoid hitting her straight on and killing her? And did she spare her for Daryl? And so I don't, I don't know. So. I don't think so. Because they were saying she got. The two other guys. No, she didn't. Boom, she boom. had to go. No, she had to kill the one guy with yeah. the the lighter haired guy. She had to go back and shoot him in the head. So she, she missed. She missed him. She got the one. I mean, because they were kind of scattershot, right? So yeah. I don't. I don't. I think that what's her face just got lucky. Although Maggie is was a good shot from right when she was introduced as a character, because yeah. living on the farm and using a gun was not. It was part of her deal, right? Right. So yeah. she should have been able to kill everybody right on the spot. She didn't miss her. She hit her. She could have hit her better, but and yeah. then she took off. So Yeah, she did. I wanted to talk about Maggie for a moment because watching it the second time was so much more intense than the first time, I think, because I really watched every moment. And I couldn't help but wonder that, I felt like it tied back to Negan and Glenn and how she felt powerless when Rick made the decision to allow Negan to live. And he made that decision because of Carl. And I still remember Maggie crying and crying and saying, no, 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 he has to pay, he has to pay. And and then that time when she went back to kill Negan when he was in the jail, but she had seen how broken he was, and so she left. And in this instance, I felt as though she was listening to Elijah, putting herself in his situation, how he felt by losing all his family. And I think that she felt she this is what she needed to do to protect her family and to feel and to not feel powerless anymore. I also, after watching The Walking or The Talking Dead, they did bring up something that I, I didn't think about, but it made a lot more sense after hearing them. But they said, if she allowed them to live, then they could come back and haunt Alexandria or her or her family, and that would put her family in jeopardy. And I'm thinking, oh, that makes so much, <laughs> that makes so much sense. And it also reminds me of when Negan told her that he wished he had killed them all instead of letting them live because he would still be a leader at that point. So all of that, I feel, came into play in this decision of her backing out on Daryl's deal, I guess. Yeah, I can understand everything that you just said, and it makes sense. And listening to the people 
you know, talking the Talking Dead show afterwards, um, it's always interesting to get the perspective of the actors and then, you know, the people who are totally invested, the producer or whomever is there. But I, uh, I kind of looked at it as being a split second decision on her part, not because of any of the factors that you, that, which could be underlying, you know, every decision that she makes. But to me, it seems like she's come back to the show and she's a completely different character. She has lost the shine. She is no longer this, you know, loving mommy, like, you know, nurturing human being who was semi-religious because her father was a pastor, right? So she had some of that going for her too, just with how to treat people and, you know, the guise of, of being kind to people and tolerating a lot. So... I think what, for me, the evolution in that to let that episode, the specific episode, was that she has finally become what Negan became out of necessity mm-hmm. to survive. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it matters that they would be haunted or these people, if they didn't kill them, that they'd come back because it's always going to be somebody else around the corner. It doesn't matter if you know their name or if you've seen them before. Somebody's always going to be trying to undermine or undo or take what you have in this civilization that exists. So I don't know if that's really a, a a big factor, but I think what it is, is it shows that Maggie perhaps understands now. I don't think she's going to would kill Negan after what just occurred. All of that, that just occurred in that episode because she connected with that same piece of Negan that exists, which is right. Kill or be killed. So yeah. Oh, oh, second chills, Margaret. Second chills. <laughs> well, <laughs> and I'm not even in the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love oh, it. Oh, man. Okay. I know. It's fa- it's really fascinating because I think we're thinking more than the actors think when they do the role. You know what I mean? Based no. on who it is. Oh, I do, I do, I do. (laughs) All right. What else did you see in this episode? I I really liked I really liked all the fight scenes. (laughs) Even though I say, oh, pull out a gun and shoot him. Like in that Harrison Ford, (laughs) you know, the Indiana Jones thing where the guy's like, woo 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 with it with whatever and he's like boom and shoots him. Yes. Like, don't bother. Let's just get this over with. So (laughs) I think I think that those they were clever. I thought everything was really cleverly done. I thought porn were just the same thing after a while, you know? <laughs> Sorry, you're <laughs> drinking. Sorry. But um, I thought these were really unique kind of confrontations. And, you know, you didn't really know where it was going to go. You didn't know Father Gabriel was going to stab that guy, right? Because it was just so slick. And, you know, I liked the part where Daryl and the Reaper were in the classroom and you had all the people on the other side of the door and everything yeah. had to go really quick. So he broke his neck. So why didn't he do that in the first place? You know, and then he hid behind the chalkboard, which the first time I watched it, I was like, where did he go? Where did he go? I didn't even realize, you know, that there was a little indentation behind their chalkboard. So it was kind of cool that that was sort of a, a surprise. And they just walked right past and he was able to hear what they were thinking. So it gave him an inside track yeah. to what was actually going to be coming around the bend what these people intended or what Leah intended Mm -hmm. to have happen. So that's, that's the other thing, you know, that I don't think 
they weighed very well with the whole Maggie Daryl situation at the end, you know, cause he never really had a conversation to tell her, this is what I heard. This is what I know is going to happen. This is their intention. Maybe we should approach this differently. They just, you know, they just want the traditional route. Oh, we'll use this hostage. And then we'll see if, if that's our bargaining chip and, you know, it worked, but it didn't really work. Yeah. So for them anyway, but yeah, I like the fight. I liked all the fighting scenes. I know they're good. Yes, I like them too. Which brings us to Judith. So I am a huge Judith fan and she was a little ass kicker here. And I was thinking, oh man, Daryl would be proud of his little ass kicker. Uh, she was protecting Grace and she was kicking those walkers and she was jabbing them with her boot. I mean, I just loved it. You could hear it. I could hear it. So kick, kick. I could hear it. I loved it. I loved the sound effects. They were great. But I kept wondering how they were going to get out of there with that, you know, standing on that water, these two little girls. And then finally, um, Aaron right. comes through the window and I thought, oh, yeah, he has that weapon arm of his and he does. He comes down and he bashes the walker and then he fights underneath with one of the other walkers and he's and I couldn't tell what he did. I'm like, what did he do? What did he do? And uh it was that he smashed the walker's head. It was like, oh he squished that's him. what yeah. he did with it. But then he got stuck and I I yelled out loud. I said out loud, he better not die. I was like so worried he was gonna die. And so uh I thankfully Lydia came in time, although I'm not sure how she roped him out of there. I'm like, where they only show the rope. And I'm like, where'd the rope go? And like, how did that help him out of there? I really wasn't sure about that part. But I did appreciate the intensity of the walkers in that water and grabbing at him. But they can't even cross a river in other episodes, right? They get swooped away. And then here, <laughs> but there's no current really, I guess. Yeah, that's true. But here they're like waist high. You think they'd like float up, like their feet would come up and they'd go floating or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Depends how rotted they are. <laughs> uh, that could be true. So, you know, that was all. And their clothes, their clothes weigh them down. I don't know. I just, you know what? I, I just, I thought it was kind of interesting because I didn't realize that they, I even Googled it, <laughs> if they could go up and down stairs. Because I thought <laughs> you when Googled? you were at a, on like fifth floor, well, I did because I thought like in earlier episodes when you were up in a high rise or, I mean, where Morgan was, yeah. he was up on the yeah. second, third floor, whatever of that building. Yeah. And he had set up booby traps and stuff, but it gave me the impression that if you were up high, they couldn't navigate the stairs. Well, guess what? They can. So they just can't turn doorknobs. But I mean, so I just, I was wondering about that, how they could get down the stairs without collapsing on top of each other. Right. Yeah. You know, because they're all swarming down yeah. and nobody like, tripped up and, you know, anyway, so I still think they should have moved the table over. I don't understand yeah. that. Yeah. Well, that's what Aaron should have done. I could see the- Or why that didn't float away, right? Yeah, Exactly. Do you have any other thoughts or tidbits? Well, the end, I mean, the end of the six months later, I thought was kind of interesting with that whole shift and everything. But I, uh, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really, I don't think that's reality because it just doesn't seem possible to me that part, he, especially Daryl would go and, and become part of that bigger group when he's been such an independent individual. Yeah. 
all the way through, doing his own thing and wandering off. And then what about dog? I mean, what? Where was, uh, how does dog survive? Yeah. He, he just showed up at the very end of that, that whole fight deal after they, you know, killed everybody. And right. I just, I'm very scattered, but I just don't understand. Rough, rough. Here he is. <laughs> Where have you been hiding? Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, that's true. <laughs> on skates, no drool, no nothing. So I don't, I don't get that, but um, maybe they, uh, I, I just, know. I, I was going to say, maybe they tied well, him up is... somewhere, but you're right. Uh, Walker could have come and, and got him too. Maybe they put him in a car. But they just do... I don't know. But they don't even seem like the, the walkers don't even seem like they're very interested in eating the people they're supposed to be eating. The ones that are amongst right. them. So, right. I well, not here. But this is like part. In this vicinity. No. <laughs> they no. are in Alexandria. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. So I, I was confused. Maybe you can clarify. I was confused because some of the dialogue is a little um, muted, you know, and maybe it's just my sound on my TV, but I couldn't understand some of the stuff that was being said. However, at the very end of it, I think one of the guys turned around and said to to Maggie and the group, oh, now you could have, this is your your home or you can have this now, you know, it's like a conquest like they wanted to get the space, you know, the town or whatever that's oh. their fortress. I mean, what does that mean? Because they don't care. You know, it's they just wanted the food. That's interesting because you know? I thought I heard that too, but I really wasn't sure yeah. what I heard. But now that you're bringing it up, I did hear him say something like that, and I wasn't exactly sure what I heard and what he was referring to either. Yeah, because it should have been like the. He should have been talking about the food, yeah. and the food was theirs in the first place. Yes. So um, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of confusing. But tidbits. I don't know. I thought the whole thing was really, even though I've been bashing it, I thought the whole thing <laughs> was not, really pretty entertaining. Not bashing it. <laughs> I thought it was good. Yeah. Well, you know, some things, some things. So they're just subtle things that I think that they could have thought a little more thoroughly through and would have. Just if they tweaked it just a little bit, it would have made a little bit more, been more consistent with the whole yeah. situation. So I agree about wondering about the end, but I I didn't take it as a dream. And I don't know, maybe it is, but I took it as Daryl is a stormtrooper. And I thought, what? This is so, so not like you. And that just blew my mind. Um, but there's got to be a reason. Yeah, I mean, he must have an angle that he's well, playing. We're gonna find out. This is six months later, right? It doesn't yeah. say three weeks. It says six months. So there's a lot going on that we don't know yet. So we're gonna have to learn yeah. what that is. And uh, when, um, yeah, but we're not. So the all of that will be filled in. The six month period is going to be filled in. How do you think? With flashbacks, with conversation. I mean, it's so hard. When you're on this line and then all of a sudden you take a detour and then you get back on the line and then you're like, well, what was happening between point A and point Mm -hmm, Z? mm -hmm. And you just get, so you have to try and piece it together. It just makes it a little more convoluted for the person, the viewer, I think, to put it all together. Because they've done that before, you know, Yeah, skipped. You're right, because. Not a decade, but five years. I, oh gosh, I really think that we're going to, they're going to have to tell us what I hope that they start the next episode, not at the six months, but then who knows? Maybe they do. I'm not sure how they're going to move forward from the storytelling. I didn't take it as they were going to start at the six months. 
I hope not, because I really want to know a, a few, several things and how, what happened. But, but I don't know. But hey, well, wait, I want to say something about the kids. But it's interesting because I, I feel like the kids are growing kind of fast. I feel like Judith looks different now. So, oh, so does. it's like yeah. she's a young yeah, lady. Yeah, I was like, oh wow. So maybe the six month is is uh, because of her, you know, age difference. Because you know, as adults, yes, you age too, but it's not as significant as when you're young. So I don't know, but I wanted to say that um, when they came, when they came uh, back to Alexandria, and everybody, Jerry was surprised that so many people did not return. I couldn't even remember everybody yeah. that left, but he was really shocked. I know. Yeah, right? he was shocked that there, yeah. so many did not return. And but <clears throat> I was surprised by Father Gabriel and Rosita's interaction because there was no hug. No, like, oh, I'm so glad you're home. They just like talk and she seems so disinterested. I'm thinking, okay, aren't you guys together? What's happening here? He, I, I thought that was an odd interaction. But on the opposite of that, I loved Daryl and Connie's hugging and he throws the apples and he signs to her that he's happy to see her. Oh man, that gave me chills too. I loved it. I loved seeing that their interaction. Yeah. I agree with you about the, the Connie and the Daryl thing. Cause I thought it was really, it was um, heartwarming. It was, it know, was because they do mean something to mm -hmm. each other. And he's, he is, you know, he's included her in his circle because he seems to be so standoffish and so selective. Yeah. So when he does express any of yeah. that, um, it obviously matters to him. Right. Um, but, oh, what I was going to say, just to go to backtrack to the six-month period, don't you think that they will be covering the six months at the other, at, at um, you know, the where everybody oh, is? Where all the colorful people are? Yeah, yeah, the Commonwealth, yeah. Sorry, I'm not so good with the names. I'm a bad name person. But, yeah, don't, because, I mean, we've been, we've been focused on this, and so now we've got to jump back to what is going on at the other location. Yeah. So hopefully, yeah, I'm sure they will. Yeah, I'm curious to see how Eugene got out of being arrested because he was in a weird predicament there. And then all of a sudden now he's leading them to Alexandria. So I, I want to know what happened there. Well, he didn't he trade? He traded their location. That's what they told well, him. Well, they, they tell said, him but he's so protective of his group what would make him you know we've seen him evolve too but where we've seen him now he's very protective of his group so he must feel like they can help that the commonwealth can help alexandria but you know what i don't trust the commonwealth at all i just don't i don't i don't i don't so i yeah. just don't like their way so and that's why i i, I okay let me just say this about daryl because i don't know anything but i feel like He's just playing the part right now. If this is real and it's not a dream, I feel as though he's playing the part. He really is just playing yeah. the part for now because that's what he does. I mean, look at all the groups that he gets in with. He's always playing the part. All the groups. He always pretends that he's with just like he was just recently with the Reapers and just like how he was with those um, those guys back in season four can't remember their name right now. Uh, so he's yeah. always pretending to be a part of a group. So I think he's just continuing that 
you know, that way of... Um, He's a spy. Yeah, exactly. He's a spy. Uh, yeah. So we are at our segment and the award goes to. So I would like to know, Margaret, what was your favorite quote, character, or moment? The Okay, moment. There were several. I think actually... The two, there are two that are very similar because they're very um, genuinely portrayed by the characters was um, Daryl with Connie and seeing her again. And then Alden and Maggie when he crawls up to her and he doesn't even try to eat her (laughs) or do anything. So you're wondering what's what really, you know, what is what's happening there because... She just like he curls up in her lap and she kills him. And it's, it, I just thought that was kind of interesting. But then her breakdown at the end was the sum total of everything that she had just yes. done for the last however many hours or a couple of days or however long this is supposed to be taking place. And then Alden, he's, I saw him just as a person walk, talk in the Talking Dead episode, the last, well, the finale. And uh, they had him on, and <laughs> the way that he speaks is so gangster, um, like out of the 40s, 50s movies, not 40, 50s, but 40, 20s, 30, you know, early, early on, how they talk, da-da-da, da da There's a certain um, articulation and speed, um, a rhythm, and that's how he just is. And I thought that was so cute because I thought, oh, you're not even trying. And to see him do this, and he's got a heavy accent. Uh-huh, um, he does. Because he's Irish or something, right? I think so. Something like that. Uh-huh. Or English. He's over there. And I just thought it was really kind of, he himself has this charisma just as a human being. So mm-hmm. the char- any, you know, anything that he gets into, he's going to probably have the same effect. But I really thought it was kind of a, you know, a nice way to say goodbye to him um, with the Maggie thing. And I, I'm not even that like glued into how people are related as far as friendship wise or romantically or whatever. But she, I think really felt like she was taking care of him. And, you know, was he in the group that when she came back, was he in her group or was he existing? I don't remember. Did she bring him with her? No, no, he was already in the group. No, he was at, he was part. No, wasn't he part of the saviors? And then, but he was, but he was not, like like a savior and so then he was at hilltop so Mm. um yeah so he's been there for a while but my favorite quote character moment i would agree with you it's alden but i wanted to pick something different because that was uh that was what you picked and i totally agree Uh But, You're such uh, a mommy. <laughs> but, well, I could have picked the same one and just highlighted my thoughts. But you know what? I wanted to give some credit to Daryl in this because I really feel like Maggie was, you know, really, it was really about Maggie. And there's so many things that um, I love seeing how strong she was. But what I wanted to bring up about Daryl is I feel like he... <laughs> The way Maggie is is one way and the way Daryl is is another way. And that's the same way it is with everybody. You kind of fall on one side or the other, how you're how you're going to lead and how you're going to be a leader. And what I really appreciate about Daryl is that 
he is in the moment about what is right and trying to get his family home, get most of the people home and protect his home. So I really appreciate those things. And then that conversation that he had with Father Gabriel at that um, campfire that they had where we saw a dog. Um, I just <laughs> thought it was, uh, you know, I just really appreciate it because um, they were talking about choices. And uh, I just feel like Daryl's always trying to do the right thing. And he's he's ready to kill, but only when it's necessary. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but who's who really? So this is where Gabriel comes in with perhaps his history as a, being a priest um, who really has the right to decide or make that decision, right? Because everybody's bad. Yeah. Everybody's doing what they can to survive. So right. everybody's done every sin out there. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, so how do you know who's who, which side you should be on, really, or who you should side with? Because they could flip the switch and, and go in a direction that you may not be comfortable with, yeah. but you conform and you do it just to say, stay safe. Yeah, so, yeah. There's a lot of conflict. Um, that's what this, this is like a social experiment. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a total conflict of, of everything you ever thought was right and just. You yes. kind of have to not pay attention to what is acceptable or what society has dictated yeah. and do what you have to do. So, I mean, they steal food, they kill people, they, they ransack, they, you know, break things. They, I don't know, they do all those things that, that are happening now in the country. <laughs> so... <laughs> For no reason. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, it's just, it's like, oh, God. All right, Margaret. I would like to know, what are you looking forward to seeing in the next few episodes? I really like, I can't think of her name because I'm bad with names. Um, what's her face with the fur coat? Pink, the pink fur coat. Oh! Oh, yes, Princess. I love her. I love Princess. princess. That's I why too. I can remember because it's not a real name. She's hysterical. <laughs> so I love her character. Yeah. And then um, I think I just want to see where she's going with that. Everybody else is just sort of bland to me because I'm so used to them. She's like new blood. So it's kind of fascinating to see how she's going to do her thing. And I don't know. Um, I'm curious, really curious about the um, Commonwealth. I, I'm curious to really, because that's totally whacked. I mean, they're like Nazi-ish, right? With with some of the stuff previously that has occurred. So especially with the class system and, that they have in place, which is sort of the hush-hush, don't talk about it kind of thing. But yeah. it's there. So I'm wondering, I mean, we have to learn a little bit more about how that place operates so we can make some connections. But I'm curious about it just to see how everybody's doing because, yeah, you know, they're so independently strong. And then to be put under this rule is going to squish somebody or a few of them, and they're not going to survive under that. So they're going to have to break out. So that's probably why Daryl's there is to help them break out. I, I think so. It's got to be, right? I mean, it makes me wonder because, yeah, we only have the rest of the season. And then hopefully we will see movies. Hopefully we'll see Rick. Uh, so this is all leading up to something, all leading to an an end for The Walking Dead. So, yeah, I think, like we had said, Daryl's there to infiltrate. And uh, I also think there is something going on between him and Maggie as far as friction or, or 
coming from two different stances. So that'll be interesting. I'm also curious to see when Negan will show back up. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, he will definitely. And uh, I read that he is supposed to show up with somebody. So I'm not really sure who this somebody is going to be. Oh, they didn't say if we knew them? No. And so <laughs> it'll be from one of the other shows. I don't <laughs> one of the other know. Spin-offs. I don't because know. Because he traveled up to Virginia or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Show up with one of those kids. <laughs> oh, maybe he'll show up with um, Heath. <laughs> the uh, the missing the missing character that we haven't seen. That would be cool. Because he wasn't Heath missing on the wall. You know that wall where they were looking for people. I think, oh my god! I think that, Heath was yeah, on that wall. Know. I'm not really sure, but that yeah. would be really cool. Okay, so tell me. I would like to know what have you learned about surviving in a zombie apocalypse? I learned that have the tools at the ready <laughs> so you can defend yourself and um, plenty of food. I look at expiration dates and I keep relating it back to, Oh, what if we have a zombie apocalypse? <laughs> I can't use the sugar after 2025, you know, that kind of a thing. So yeah. it's really, it's just kind of entered my head on a different level, just looking at things and, and projecting with, Ooh, I wouldn't have sugar in the future. You know, all these other things. So, well, I think, What I learned from this particular episode was to expect the unexpected with people and with walkers. And I say that because I don't think I expected Maggie to do what she ended up doing. And even though I understand it now, but at the moment, I think I was surprised. And I think I was surprised because of the deal that Daryl had made. And so, which leads me into the other thing that I learned, which is you can't have more than one leader at one time. So it'll cause a divide. It will cause a divide, but it really kind of depends on what their role is within the group. So because Gabriel up there on that roof, man, he was in control, shooting off, picking off everybody. Nobody, you know, he was, so he was in charge. So from that perspective... I, I I see it in that regard. I mean, yes, you are in control of certain situations. But when I mean a leader, I mean the one making the decisions for the group. Because I feel like Daryl felt he was making a decision by bartering with Leah. And then Maggie came and did something completely opposite than what he had said and what he, what he had in his mindset. So it's like, okay, who's the leader here? Is it going to be Maggie or is it going to be Daryl? Who's... Who's making the decisions for the group? And so, um, well, but it didn't work because what he wanted to negotiate a deal and it didn't work because they went, they were going to kill everybody anyway. Yeah, they were. You're right. They were. So he's, so that's, that's her logic is, you know, well, might as well get rid of this scum now instead of wait around. Like they said in the episode or the talking dead, waiting for them to come back in, you know, and infiltrate or, or right. try to, you know, get yeah. in somehow. And this Leo chick, she's, she's bad news. She's dangerous. So she'll be, we know she's back cause she's in the previews. So she comes back in some form. Oh, where I, don't I don't know if know. I saw that. I don't you didn't I saw... see that? No. Okay. Well, I, I saw it. It was the, like the previews I've seen just for the whole probably deal. And it's, uh. you know, She's a little ragged looking, so obviously she's been out there. 
but she comes back and I oh, have to and I'm maybe tr- Negan will come back with her. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> Oh, you never know. You never know. Well, well, oh my gosh. Okay. Now I've got all these little wheels turning. I can't wait to see it. (laughs) All right, Margaret. Thank you for your insights for this, for our first episode in part B. So I appreciate them. And there's a C, right? Because this this was two or three. So there's a C. Exactly. Yeah. So this continues. It does. All right. So besides The Walking Dead, I would like to know, what else are you currently watching? I love 1883, period. I, they used to, they didn't know how well it was going to do, right? So they released like a few of the episodes and then it went into once a week that they were releasing them when they found that they had like a huge audience over Christmas because everybody watched it over Christmas. So then I'm furiously looking to see how many episodes there are because usually, you know, Yellowstone, which is, you know, connected. Yes. Um, only, I think they only put out six or eight or something stupid, some minuscule amount of TV time. And 1883, I really love because I love the Wild West. I love that time frame. I love the craziness that occurs and it's very unpredictable. That's what I really, really like about it. And it's beautifully shot, beautifully shot. And the music is great. The whole, it's just the whole package. And I have been fortunate to be able to watch Mayor of Easton because I don't have HBO and I binged that. So I saw that between that again was only what, six episodes or something like that. But that's okay because I thought it was a, a long, you know, recurring series. But it's not, I guess. It's just a little short, you know, six episode and then it's done. However, the characters are so intense, so well played. I love Jean Smart. Jean Smart is like the queen of subtlety. And I really want to watch that Hush or what Hack. is it that she's in? Hack. Hack. I really want to see that, which I plan to watch after we're done here. Because I just have a great appreciation for her acting ability. Yeah. And of course, you know, uh, what's her face? The lead. What's her name? Kate Winslet. You know, Kate, Kate Winslet. Yeah, yeah, she's good in everything she does. And I like that everybody was very raw and very rough and not polished. And it was very, it, it gave a really good sense of the town, Pennsylvania, number one, you know, outside of Allentown, which, because they were naming some stuff. I had a roommate from, from Kutztown, and they mentioned Kutztown. And they're all kind of, just kind of like blue collar, just very basically you know, community, but really everybody's in everybody's business. I mean, it just, I found it was really uh, a a good slice of life for that part of the country and that part of of the culture, Mm -hmm. our culture, you know, the American culture. And I think I said Yellowstone. I just like Yellowstone because it just is intense and very strong women. That was the other thing. This guy, um, the Sheridan guy who does Yellowstone, what's Uh. his name? I forget what his name is. Sheridan is his last name, but he did the Yellowstone and then this 1883, he's doing that as well. And it's just, he, he really puts women out there as strong characters, which I think is incredible. And they have good roles, you know, aside from being strong characters. Yeah. So what about movies? Have you watched any movies? I've seen so many movies. I've seen so many bad movies. I can't even get through it. 15, 20 minutes. I turn it off. But I did see a few that are up for Oscars, and 
being, I'm in SAG, so I get some of this stuff for free. So I watch a lot of stuff that I wouldn't normally even think twice about watching, but because I want to really truly vote from my heart, um, instead of just guessing, I've been trying to watch everything. And Coda is one of those movies that's kind of under the radar, but I really, it really, really impressed me because having, I grew up in an area where there was a huge deaf community because of the college that was there. And I went to that college because it's a mixed deaf hearing. And, um, so I saw a lot of parallels with what I had experienced all through college and just working with a deaf woman when I was working at Stanford and, you know, took the American sign language classes and all that kind of stuff to make it easier. And it's just, it really, really reflected the community and how tight knit they are and that they, they are their own culture and they are so expressive and they're so passionate about everything that they say or they do, just the the symbolism with the hands and the speaking and the facial and the whole. It's just, it's an art just to watch a deaf person, a, a truly deaf person, not an interpreter, but a deaf person yeah. talk because they have so much to say, but they can't say it, but they, so they have to express it through everything they've got. So the physicality is just unbelievable. And you really... You really, really, I cried a lot through that because it was just so, so heartwarming and so sad and just so, I don't know, defeating and frustrating and because they highlighted every aspect of these people's lives. And I just thought it was really beautifully done. And then uh, I guess I really, really liked, I saw King Richard and uh, really, really enjoyed that. I didn't really know what the deal was with Venus and Serena and that there were three other sisters. <laughs> so yeah. I didn't know they were in Compton. I didn't realize that, but having, and I've lived in LA. So it was kind of interesting to see that at that time period, which is when I lived there. Um, Cause it was during the whole OJ Rodney King, you know, the whole, ugh, that the ugliest time for that city. So it was really kind of interesting um, just learning the facts and seeing how he pushed them and how he, the community came against him because he was trying to make something mm-hmm. of his kids, not mm-hmm. letting them just be out on the street and doing whatever. Right. So, I mean, it was really, it was really, it was a lesson. And Will Smith did an incredible job. The girls did an incredible, everybody did an incredible job in that, that film. And uh, it could have turned, you know, in the very beginning, it could have turned another way had he killed that guy, the gangster who was keeping them from practicing on the, crappy tennis courts, you know, in the community park. (laughs) So it was, it was interesting. Um, just historically, you know, from that time period, it was interesting. And then the other one was, um, the Shang-Chi, which is the 10 rings, the Asian Marvel comic hero guy. And, um, I really liked that he was a little dry, but Aquafina was in there. And so she was sort of the the comic relief. And she's mm. so good. I love her. So it was really, that was really kind of interesting too. It was again, beautiful, you know, Asian sort of influences throughout the whole thing and just the fantasy. So fully entertaining. So that's about it. Wow. I love all your recommendations. I actually have seen all of these except for Shang-Chi. That's the only one I oh. have not seen yet. But I I second everything you said. Uh, Mayor of Easttown is so good. Uh, Yellowstone, Coda, King Richard. So I totally agree. 
I um I too absolutely love 1883. I love this show. Tim McGraw and Faith Hill on the wagon trail. Their daughter Elsa narrates in a poetic way that is truly moving. She is feisty and I love it. And uh, this is a prequel to Yellowstone and the Dutton family for those who are not aware. So tune in if you haven't seen that. Uh, I'm also uh, I'm watching This Is Us season six. We actually did a podcast uh, episode on this, so um, you can look for that. I'm also watching The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel Prime Video. It's back. It's so smartly written, fast talking, charming characters, and it's totally hilarious. It's visually stunning with the colors and the costume. I also watch The Woman in the House Across the Street from The Girl in the Window. This is a satire. It's on Netflix. It's with Kristen Bell. Uh, I just found it hilarious. It's a dark comedy. And um, uh, it may not be for everybody, but it makes me laugh. So tune into that if you're into uh, a satire. And for movies, I wasn't sure whether I should bring this up or not, but I watched The Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Netflix, and it was not good. I shouldn't say that. I, You know what, though? This is what I'm going to say. Wait, wait, wait. This is what I'm going to say. I think you should say. say that. What? What I'm going to say is the production value was good. Right? You know, they had the money. This is what I want to say. They had the money, but they put the money in the production value and didn't put it right. in the script. Who was the who were the actors? I don't know anybody and oh. I think one of the actresses was from 8th the movie 8th grade. The acting wasn't bad, it but terrible circumstances and terrible things that they had to act out and and it was so predictable. Every single thing, nothing was a shock. You knew every moment that was going to come up. Anyways, I just wanted to give feedback in case somebody <laughs> wants to watch it. But I also watched The Eyes of Tammy Faye on HBO Max. I did appreciate the performances in this. I thought Jessica Chastain really uh, did a fantastic job. And um, Andrew Garfield was in here too, and I really wanted to see him. So they were both good, but the movie, mm -hmm. the topic of the movie didn't move me in any way. And I didn't learn very much more than I had already known. So you can take it or leave it. If you want to see a good performance, then check it out. Those are my TV shows and movies. And Margaret, I want to thank you for joining me today. I want to thank you for your recommendations. And so now I want to go watch Shang-Chi. I want to go yeah. see it. Check it out. It's good. It's probably at Redbox. I, it's on Disney Plus, I think, so I can watch it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just do that. You have All Disney right. Plus. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Margaret, for joining me today. I appreciate all your recommendation and your insights on The Walking Dead. Oh, well, you're welcome. And thank you for having me. Thanks for asking. Yay. It was fun. You'll be back. You'll be back next week. <laughs> I'll be back. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, that's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in and we hope something we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Please subscribe to our website and follow Screens and Focus and tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. You can rate and review the podcast on Apple, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. This helps other listeners find us. We'll be releasing The Walking Dead Part 2 episodes weekly, so stay tuned for those. So look for a new episode next week, The Walking Dead Season 11, Episode 10. You can find our website listed in our show notes. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.